Tonight on Rogue Padron, we read a book fully a year ago. <laughs> and we still need to tell Danny about it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't hit the mutant time. We're off to such a great start. We're starting exactly how we expected. How do we pot the cast? This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Nine, standing by. Rogue Three, standing by. Welcome to Season 23, Mission Zero, Episode 175 of Rogue Um, We really hoped you enjoyed the last episode of Podrilorian with the Beliners. Uh, we are very sorry that is not a real show, but we're available. Call us. Uh, Paramount Plus if you want to yeah. license the show. <laughs> We're available, reliable, and consistent, as the fact as this episode demonstrates. Yeah, that's yeah. us. That's definitely Rogue Padre and all of us in three words. All of us, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because it's been a while, here's a quick reminder of your hosts. If he Rogue Three was a post I saw on Instagram, he would be one <laughs> of the Insta stories because they delete after 24 hours. And while he does keep receipts of everybody else, he is much more careful about his own transgressions. Sure am. <laughs> Smart. Danny Rogue Six would be one of the horoscope posts that's uncomfortably accurate because they have consistently dropped some truth bombs when we weren't expecting it. <laughs> the thing is i mix the truth bombs around with a whole lot of other bullshit so it's hard to parse out which is which that's on we purpose know. we know yeah we know <laughs> seth rogue seven would be one one of the many miracle bra ads i get because she always supports <laughs> me but also maybe isn't actually real and if she is it'll take like three years to actually show up in your mailbox oh my god damn this this perfect <laughs> I'm still waiting. Uh, <laughs> oh, be there next year, I promise. Yeah. Ash Roganine would be the suggested for you posts that are more crafts and arts that are very cool, and you wish that you could do that, but you also know that that's all they fucking do. <laughs> I love the compliment. Uh, ended with a nice, you know roast you know that's how yeah that's uh that's how you neg i've heard <laughs> yeah just a little yeah, bit of me, a bitter ass practicing your pickup out of skills you know that's me a pickup artist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And I'm Meg Rogleader, and I would be a photo dump from a person who really wants to grow an audience and be known, but can't consistently post to save their fucking life. But hey, you're just really glad that they're alive. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's just a roast on myself, because (laughs) I would really like to do that. Medium rare for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Not too too bad. Uh, But tonight, we will be talking about... Uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy, book one, Jedi Search, which we read about 75 years ago. And we are going to be telling Danny all that we can remember about it. Um, because I remember one thing and one thing only. Great. We're off to a really strong all, all I'm I remember, excited to hear about it. All I remember, Han was trying his best. Leia was awful. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but first, we have a Star Wars question. Uh, hey, Danny, you're the first rogue to go to Batu. Well, I'm you like give the us... main character of this rogue pod. You are. Yeah. Can you give us three highlights, but also three things you would absolutely improve on? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I got to go to Galaxy's Edge on Wednesday. Um, and it was pretty cool. Um, things I would improve on. Number one, I came prepared. I saw that this question was directed at me, so I made a list. Uh, (laughs) Number one is uh, that there are lines for fucking everything and you wait in them forever. And it's a little silly that you pay the amount of money you pay to get in so you can stand in lines all day. It's kind of like a convention that way. (laughs) (laughs) Getting some flashbacks to Star Wars Celebration 2017. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Um, I do appreciate that some of the like the ride lines are sort of there's like things to do while you're there. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, the second thing I would change is that you have to have reservations for a lot of th- it's just like g- generally it's really inaccessible if you don't know. Yeah, if you don't plan ahead. And like even I who has been watching all of Star Wars Twitter go to Galaxy's Edge over the last two years, like was caught off guard by a lot of things. And one of those things was that like you need to make, like, if you want to do, the, you want to build a droid, for example, which was the thing I wanted to do, you need to make a reservation a month in advance. And I, I went to the website like a week ahead of time. They're like, no reservations available, but walk-ins might be available. And then I got there the day and they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing walk-ins today. And I was like, okay, <laughs> guess I'm not Whoa. doing this thing today. So, um, and like, oh, that's all the things, like the, well, not all the things, but a lot of the things like the cantina was also a reservation only thing. And we got lucky that we were able to find a reservation at the end of the night to get in but it's just it's very odd that like you have to make reservations for certain things when you would think that just getting into the park would be your reservation to do things yeah uh that is a problem with disney in general um is that in order to keep up with the number of people that they let in mm-hmm. they actually don't have the space for everybody to be doing something all at the same time um, I watched a, a very long YouTube about this, um, but like, I mean, do you still have a link to that? Because I want to watch that. Yeah, I will. Uh, um, but like, it's designed <laughs> that way, and it yeah. does like Disney absolutely punishes people for not planning out their vacations several months in advance, and for not staying on at, at like Disney branded resorts and stuff like that. Like the. The the subculture of like Disney theme parks is just so fascinating to me. And something like I really enjoyed going for a day. I cannot see this being like a lifestyle. Like the people that make it their lifestyle, I'm Ooh. so 
fascinated by it. Also, I would watch like a YouTube series that just goes in depth exploring all the different like families that create matching t-shirts before they go to Disney together (laughs) because we felt out of place not having matching t-shirts like every group of people (laughs) has like a matching custom t-shirt that they made for their Disney vacation I'm just like this is like there's so many that sounds like a nightmare yeah if my family was like we're going to Disneyland and wearing matching t-shirts have a great time I'd be like they better say we are going to Disneyland they they better a photo of Mickey under the guillotine I don't know if they'd let you in yeah it's really really you just gotta wear wear a flannel shirt or like a button-up shirt over the top and then you can take it off over the guillotine oh yeah I'm gonna do that next time see how quickly I can get out kicked out of Disney yeah. Yeah, just wear your Walt Disney was an anti-Semite t-shirt and you know, see how fast you can get kicked <laughs> Hey Danny, what's the third thing you would improve on the galaxy So uh, the the immersion aspect, like I so my my previous theme park experience to this one was going to um the franchise that shall not be named uh, amusement park in 2017 after Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. And like the you you enter into Diagon Alley and it's just like such an iconic moment. Like I burst into tears in that moment because just like you you picture this this walkway of shops from right. all the books you've read from the movies, and and Batu doesn't have that because they created like their own planet. And I kind of feel like it it didn't have the same emotional punch that I sort of expected after my experience at um, Wizarding World um, because nothing in Batu is actually like an iconic scene that is pulling on our heartstrings, you know, right, from right. Star Wars. So I, I actually, I listed this as a con and a pro and the con is like, I'm sure they explored, like, I'm sure they went through a lot of different iterations of this and decided that this was their best bet. But like, I really think that I, it would have been special to like be able to go into the cantina in Moss Eisley or like, right, like it should it should be Mos Eisley like the right, Millennium I, Falcon's already there. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Falcon there, the landing pad, you, you, you can have you all the have shops. To- you have to imagine it's because they probably wanted some kind of like unity in the park or whatever. Like, so you're not walking into Mos Eisley Cantina and then another iconic Star Wars location that I can't, I literally can't think of another one. Um, so I'm just going to breeze past that. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was kind of thinking about this in my head. I'm like, okay, would, obviously would the whole thing to be tattooing, that would be lame. But it, would there be a way that you could like, like, could you have like a little hyperspace tunnel between planets where like it's the walkway? So people are just walking, but it's like oh the my god, like, like a loading zone in a fucking happening. video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was just kind of musing on that. So like it, it, it was a little bit where I was like expecting to feel a little more like oh my gosh, I'm in Star Wars, but like yeah, yeah. Seeing the ships, like I've already seen recreations of the ships at the cons, and like mm-hmm. nothing about Batu is like really iconic, uh, you know, from the films. So that was a bit of a bummer. But on the flip side, like it was kind of fun because I to sort of. Um, the RPG side of you like had a ball because I sort of created my character when I woke up in the morning. I was like, this is who I am. I'm going to Batu for the day. Uh, I kind of like when I was tweeting about it over the course of the day, I was like pretending to be this uh, spring breaker who ended up mm-hmm. in Batu. And it was just kind of fun that like I was able to build my own story while I was there. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, that's cool. That's um, my second pro is that the rides were just incredible. Like it's, we've heard it all before, but like there, you know, there are three rides. The the rise of the resistance we waited for three fucking hours for that ride but like honestly for the once in a lifetime experience it was worth it it was so cool 
Um, the Falcon was great. And I love the fact that you have control, like the, you can sit in the pilot seat or the gunner seat or the engineer seat and all three seats, like in the pilot seat, like you're actually controlling the direction the ship is flying. So it's like kind of fun how you can actually so literally fly the Falcon. Um, mm. And then the the Dark Horse surprise for me was Star Tours. Like I've never been on Star oh Tours, God. never heard of I Star, love Star Tours. Tours. But it was so funny, like just like boarding a commercial airline in Star Wars. And then we just kept riding it because the line was like 10 minutes long. And every time it's a different combination of scenes. So every single time it was a different ride. And it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I think I went on like three times and I went. I really liked <laughs> Yeah. I really we did, liked it. We did three as right. well. We got sequel trilogy, original trilogy, prequel trilogy. Like we, we were like, okay, we have to stop there because it's like we got the big three. <laughs> <laughs> um and and akbar talked to me personally so that's fun nice my man um, working hard on that galaxy and my third and final pro uh, or highlight was that we ended our night in Oga's cantina which like i said it wasn't like it it wasn't the iconic cantina that you picture but it was still like a cantina in star wars is like a thing so it still it was really cool to be in there and um sarah ordered a best in fizz and the server said, uh, this drink isn't suitable for human consumption. Are you okay with that? And Sarah said yes, and then and then drank an alien drink. And it was it was really cool because That's cute. you drank it and it made your entire face go numb. And you oh could like God. feel your insides go numb, and you're like, ooh, did I actually just drink something that I like poisoned me? But no, it's just like the it, they just made a space drink that with with science. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's, that's cool. amazing that's actually pretty cool the, the yeah, drink i, I got was the hyperspace something or other and it was like it was just it was in a champagne glass but it was like bubbling the whole time it was like steam coming off of it and it was like this whole dry ice effect that they had just made and it yeah so like it was for the immersiveness and sort of just like the fun piece like they really were unique drinks that felt like i was in a different world yeah sorry sarah's insides went numb <laughs> I feel like we yeah. just really glossed you over the <laughs> Mine did as well. I had, I had a sip of it and the whole thing just like shut Disney down. is serving drinks to people that make your insides numb. That's so rad. Because like so many other times, like, and by other times, I mean the, uh, the early access to the Star Wars ship, um, to Han and Leia's honeymoon ship um yeah. like looking at their like special space drinks and space food it's just asian like it's just <laughs> like yeah there it's just an ube dessert rather than like it's, oh yeah. it's purple yeah. like okay um so it's like actually very cool to hear about that like they have more than just like aesthetic or like um you know, very temporary effects to make it look spacey, but like to commit all of the way to being like, your insides are going to go numb. <laughs> Lamau. <laughs> That's yeah. great. I also, I also got Oga's obsession at the cantina, which was the, it was basically like a jello tray, but it was blue jello and it had like pop rocks in it. So again, like you ate it and, and your whole, like you didn't expect it, but like your whole mouth just started like popping. It's like, what is happening? Bless. <laughs> really blessed. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, wow! Yeah, um, I'd love to take you all someday. I also one day don't need to go back until that day. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. You yeah, know, I feel like I saw it all. I I got to to see the loft cat. I love how we. Oh. I love how we started this with how quick can we get kicked out of Disney and 
day. He's like, I'd love to take you on. Someday. Listen, we want to go. We want to go someday, but we no, don't want to go. Day. I want to go. I'm We're going to wear matching t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> of course. We, we have to. Wear we have to. going to say it's going to like have your rogue number on the back. And also like. You've already if, made them having you. If missing, <laughs> return to rogue leader. Look, we're not. <laughs> we're not doing. Me. We're not doing t-shirts. We're doing like actual like soccer jerseys, like full something. jerseys. Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah, god. Go big or go home. <laughs> yeah. It's like just Great. the back. It's like if if found, please return to rogue leader. It's just a picture of Meg looking disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so easy to find her. Um, but anyway, we got to tell Danny about a book. So I, speaking of committing to the bit, I have not read this book, of Good. course. I have not listened to a Neither single episode. I. I know. I know you have. <laughs> I've not listened to a single episode of the podcast this season, which is like, like I have been, it has been driving me nuts for the last almost year now that I have not listened to the full catalog of Rogue Quadrant. Because I listened to every episode. I edit every episode. And the fact that there are episodes out there that we have published from our platform that I don't know what you all said in them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so exciting. <laughs> so it's just a shit talking you for 10 episodes or whatever. I mean, probably, which fair. That's what most of our other episodes Actually, no, are it, was so. mo- it was mostly we need Danny. We are not a functioning group of people. It was mostly Danny. us. Let it me was- do the fact that we didn't have you around. That, there, there was, was one a point, point happened in where it a, took us one month to record and release an episode. <laughs> there was a point in which there was a point in which Meg Heath and I were all in a car together trying to figure out how to post an episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all in yes because yeah. I I managed to get myself I was out driving. Of, I managed to get myself <laughs> locked out of the WordPress. We were having a good time. Um, oh, I was driving I and I was still out. like WordPress post MP3. <laughs> Teddy was not in the car, so like it was fine. It would just be us who died. Well, the good news, I haven't shared this with you all yet, but the good news is that as part of my uh, summer camp mental health, like personal support strategy, I've decided that I am not taking a leave of absence from Rogue Potter this summer. And uh, it might mean that we don't record as often, but I'm going to do my best to to be there so that we don't have to do this again so that I don't miss out on oh, yes. times. And Absolutely wild yeah. that Yay. we help also, your mental health. Because I have sat and watched from a distance as it took you a month to post an episode and just was banging my head against <laughs> yeah. the cabin wall. Going, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's that's what, what this it is. is. That's the mental health part. This is the, Danny, this is, yeah, Danny no, I need you to know that we genuinely tried our best. We tried so hard. This is them saying they can never be left alone again. <laughs> we never did it. Again. Mission accomplished. <laughs> like it took me forever to edit episodes, but I was genuinely trying <laughs> so hard. Uh, but, like Meg is Meg is the parent of this group, but like sometimes I step into that role just to give Meg a break from time to time. And like I don't, I did not know how to do any of the posting or like technical side. Um, so. We all learned some valuable lessons last summer. (laughs) So Jedi Search, which is the first book in the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson. Um, The Jedi Academy trilogy is the story of the establishment of Luke's Jedi Academy, a tenuous new republic and the secret weapons lab in the Kessel Ma, which we are, which looks different from the one in Solo. The what in the what now? (laughs) 
we'll find you'll don't worry <laughs> uh, it's just a big a mouth. uh so general thoughts uh is that once again luke is bland uh leia is wildly out of character Leia is and awful. <laughs> han is the only one out of the big three who is like likable and well written um and lando and the five pages wedge until he showed up really stole the show <laughs> the entire yeah. book yeah so just um, like empire strikes back just like empire strikes back um just like uh the crystal star <laughs> <laughs> also 3po managed to steal the show a couple 3po times. is excellent we'll get to we'll yeah. 3po is really good we'll get to 3PO. Uh, so it starts with Han's vacation in quotation marks to Kessel. Does Leia actually love her husband and the new gold dad? Oh, we're still doing that, huh? Oh, we do this really hard. Yeah. So Han and Chewie go to Kessel on behalf of the New Republic. They are immediately shot down. <laughs> I don't know what else they expected. Isn't Kessel where Chewie was held as a slave for a while? Yeah. 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 So they just made Chewie go go back to so, your trauma. For yeah, Han's so quote unquote vacation. Yeah. You just put a pin in that. Just put a That's pin in That's what Leia yeah. keeps calling it. That's... Um, and they're taken captive by the pervert Morth duel who already <laughs> hates Han so much. What uh what species is the pervert Morth duel? He's a weird bug guy. And yeah, I he's know, a weird bug guy. And I know Damn. we're hard on bugs, but this bug's a fucking pervert. Could we never <laughs> yeah. again say the phrase hard on bugs? <laughs> <laughs> Make no promises. As a personal yeah, favor I, to me. I absolutely. We're really tough on bugs around here. Is that okay, better? Thanks, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The war on bugs. Um, the war on- <laughs> hey, that's me currently with all the fucking weird bugs in my room. War on bugs is so funny. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Just like the war on drugs. Like the war on drugs. It's a fruitless endeavor. It's a fruitless no, endeavor. Let, just leave leave the bugs alone. <laughs> leave, leave the bugs alone. They'll leave you alone. Hopefully. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> they, had, they have to for, they have to mine uh spice in the pitch black dark of the tunnels of kessel so hooray slavery um, yay chewie's back someone's chewie's... gonna take that sound bite out of context meg <laughs> <laughs> so we've said so many terrible things out of context there's... i'm pretty sure specifically the last episode we had i there's said something specifically <laughs> yeah there was one be time bad out of context there was one time that danny said they were gonna bomb a parade <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's... we we very recently spoke about how we can't be admissible in court yeah. <laughs> we, truly we have can. we haven't been canceled or arrested yet and Which is a shock. Of all of the podcasts something. to get canceled, we the we Star Wars podcasts. <laughs> I mean, we've been canceled by a couple of folks, but <laughs> we don't really care. Not by the community. I got um, I got nothing some, for the, some by the way, nothing for the content of the yeah. show. You're right, simply for our political um, meanings. I I I've gotten more criticism being shitty about like old fans, old old dudes. Old, old straight white dudes with money uh, on force cast than I ever have here. And I was way nicer to them on force cast. Well, good for us. <laughs> but I got told off for it. And I was like, I'm not going to stop doing it. 
Amazing. Rogue Podfriend. Tried really hard to get cancelled since 2015. <laughs> yeah, and we just... Every other podcast I've been on... Not every other one, but most... All the other Star Wars podcasts I've been on have been cancelled in some form or another, but not Rogue Podfriend. Amazing. Um, so back on Coruscant, Jason and Jaina Solo, who are twins, um, are now like <laughs> two. And uh, they come to Coruscant to live with Han and Leia rather than living on their secret planet with Winter. Uh, uh, Winter Anakin is, stays with Winter, though. Yeah, Anakin Solo stays with Winter. Yeah, Solo Anakin. Because he is a small newborn baby. Uh, Leia doesn't know how to mom. The twins do not trust her. And 3PO really finds his calling as a nanny droid. And it's perfect. He's so good at it's it. So per- he downloads so many, like, courses and, like, storybooks. And, and like, like, lullabies and stuff. He's, like, he's like that parent that turns up with, like, a shitload of, like, parenting books. And, like, some fucking Mozart on, like, a little disc man with a little headphones put on the stomach. Oh, he, like, he's that kind of dad. <laughs> yeah, like he, basically. <laughs> Oh, you mean the key? <laughs> the kind of um, dad that says, hey, you want to go to the aquarium and comes home with a fish? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of dad. <laughs> um, my, my favorite is that this is the introduction of the book, the, the storybook, The Little Lost Bantha Cub, um, which is continuously referenced in the EU as like Jason and Jaina's like favorite little Oh book. my God. Oh my God. Realize this is like an actual thing in, in it's the a books. Real thing. Yeah. Oh, um, that's cute. So despite the complete lack of messages, not returning home on time, Han loving his kids and literally everyone (laughs) telling Leia that Han wouldn't just be off dicking around, having fun in Kessel, Leia takes approximately a thousand years to believe that Han's in trouble. (laughs) Uh, Still, still less time than it took Corrin to find Mirax, so... Still. <laughs> uh so Luke and the Jedi Search, which is haha the title of the book. Um, so Luke wants to find a bunch of force sensitive people to start a Jedi Academy, and the oh New Republic God. gives him a big old thumbs up, like, sure, we don't give a shit. Oh, uh, I saw this episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. So this is way better. This is this. Well, That's a bold statement, but okay. <laughs> I mean, there's no Baby Yoda, which is great. Uh, <laughs> so thanks to Wedge, Wedge and Tilly's here at the Republic, demolishing a building in order to rebuild said building. Uh, they find an old Imperial lab that has a uh, a force sensing device that has some paddles that you wave around. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions about this bullet. So let's go back to the. Yeah. <laughs> did they literally walk up and they're like, mm, bad vibes, knock it down, and then just rebuild the exact same building? So, like, no. So, like, this is Wedge is part, is no longer flying and is part of this like construction team, like sanctioned by like the New Republic Navy to. Wait, when is this compared to the X Wing books or where are we in the timeline? Oh, God. Before. Quite a few years. Before the X Wing books? No, after. After. after, yeah, okay. a few after. Okay, so that's already all happened. So yeah, is... they're basically they're trying to deal with the all of the damage that they've done to Coruscant by taking down like partially ruined buildings um, and rebuilding them. Yeah, so, remember that time they launched a star destroyer? Yeah, <laughs> so like this is this is already a building that's fucked up. Um, yeah, so 
they are taking the building down um, with the reprogram world devastators from fucking that comic that we read with the terrible art. Yeah, Dark Empire. Dark Empire, that's what it is. Um, But yeah, so they, yeah. And then in said building, they found a forced defibrillator. Yeah, it's like, it's this weird, like- God knows why they found it in there. I don't know if they Palpatine air, like Palpatine secret lab for conducting experiments on how to find like, for sensitive people like they assume it what happened it like was made during like the jedi purge and like these are tools to like root out for sensitive people were there pickled snokes in there as well uh they did not say but i think it's safe to assume yes <laughs> <laughs> but then this this device is like a little headset and like some some paddles <laughs> that you wave <laughs> That you wave around like I was a metal watching detector. A doc- I oh, was it's watching like a metal a doc- detector for the force. Yeah, yeah. but like paddles. I was <laughs> watching a, docu- a documentary on Scientology today, and that's literally oh, all that's in my mind right now. Yeah, it's like that. Um, and like this is anybody can use these. You don't have to be force sensitive in order to like use this paddle contraption. But you also um, got to be really close to someone to use it. Yeah, like you got to be up in their business to like. Yeah paddle <laughs> you gotta be up in their business to look for their nub no that's different that's uh that's a different that's a different uh because like yeah the luke, nub's a different thing luke arrives there and sees wedge and is like okay so i think that's what this does but i don't know if this is actually what it's supposed to do and so luke's method of figuring out if someone has force powers or not is that he goes into their minds with his force tendrils and he mm. finds <laughs> tries to find a little nub in the back of your mind and if he strokes it and you're force sensitive no no we <laughs> have to stop <laughs> those are literally the words they use the this word is like, not this is, this there is, is the no word. way that i have not heard about this before this no is it's actual thing. this is this is, this is real he does it to wedge also he looks does it to wedge nub. he does it to leia he does it to like a lot of just kids <laughs> to gantoris like what are the tendrils like just force tendrils. It's like your force tendrils that you like send out when you're no. thinking. Your like, force you're tendrils. Know, they're really you know, listener, listener. You know the force tendrils. The, the rogue quadrant co you know. mine right now are currently holding their hands up to their foreheads <laughs> and wiggling their fingers as if they're the universal sign for force tendrils that we all in Star Wars fandom know and, and understand. Yeah, the, yeah, who doesn't know that this force tendrils? Um, <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> I hate the term force tendrils so much. We'll change it. We'll change it. We'll change it. Top five worst terms that you've used in this episode so far. What about force tentacles? Yeah, I was, I was, I was saying yeah, force tentacles. Yeah, worse. well, then we're sticking with tendrils. Um, so force noodles, force, force grippies, force grippies, force fingies. No, that's so much worse. <laughs> All right, first, I can, I, I can fuck, with, I can fuck with force fingies. No, I, fingies. <laughs> I guess that. And I'm the one who's talking, so I say no. <laughs> Me gets to say the word. Your words. force, your force tendies stroke your force nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 
like I like where we've gone with this. Mm. I'm feeling I'm much so more comfortable in me. with our. I'm terminology. feeling a little hungry now. <laughs> that made you hungry. <laughs> yeah, nuggies and tendies. Yeah. <laughs> I go some some chicky right now. Okay, I've, I've accomplished so, all I've come here to do. I made Meg look like she regrets her entire life. <laughs> Every uh, road skull dream. So <laughs> when Luke does the thing that he does, um, a force sensitive person has an automatic response that it basically sends out like a big push to get the danger away because it's like, don't touch this nub. It's like you're um, touching the like the force lizard brain. The lizard yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, you can't no. do that. But like a person who isn't sensitive doesn't feel you doing anything feel um, shit. so wedge is just like are you doing it yeah because <laughs> <laughs> he can't he's just a guy <laughs> and this is where we get absolute proof that we're just not force sensitive not force sensitive wedge is the most just a guy <laughs> guy and we love him for there it. was never a doubt in my mind no he is like he is like the token straight of yeah. force sensitive yeah. you know He's the epitome of he's just a he's just a guy. He's just, just a, guy. a guy. And that's why a we guy, love him. He's a guy he's doing guy love things. A guy. He's a guy. guy he's life. a guy that just got, well, really extremely lucky. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. The fact that he Luke is using him as a baseline is is unfortunately making me more buy into the nub stroking methodology of determining force sensitivity well it seems to work pretty well yeah he tries it he tries leia like leia is also there and he tries it on leia and gets pushed oh luke stroked his sister's nub yeah, yeah. i mean this is star wars what, what do you expect <laughs> it's just a continuation of the empire strikes back um Saf, yeah. in that movie uh leia kisses luke <laughs> oh no i know about the kiss the kiss oh, okay, i know about because okay. i love to reference it when people get mad at me about stuff okay i just want to make sure <laughs> um, <laughs> so, i've luke, seen gifts of it don't worry luke now being like, ah, oh, I found a way to find force sensitive people goes off. They found, they're like, oh, we found two ways and Luke's is way more useful. Yeah. Uh, so Luke goes off to recruit a guy named Gantoris from a very name. unstable and hostile world called Elosha. Gantoris does not trust him, tells him that he's <laughs> had dreams about a dark man um, destroying him and he thinks it's Luke. Uh, but Is Luke it the Prince- Dutch Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, no, Krampus? don't bring that up. <laughs> don't bring that up. <laughs> uh, but this Luke- is what happens when we don't record for a while. Yeah. All of our unhinged energy can- just needs to go somewhere. We've been holding it all in for so long. It needs to come out. Uh, Luke proves himself to not be outwardly murderous over the course of a couple life-threatening tasks that Gantoris <laughs> made him do. Um, and Luke also promises to relocate Gantoris's people off of that really shitty world that's going to destroy itself. And after that, yeah, what's Gantoris, to it again? Uh, it's like just volcanic instability um uh yeah yeah like there's earthquakes and like the weather's real bad uh just all over not suitable for they like they tried to terraform it and the planet oh was the, like, the the moon is gonna collide with the planet in a matter of years yeah and the and the planet was like no <laughs> um, yeah that that that's bad that yeah. seems bad danny okay, looks so questions yeah. yeah what what species is gantoris a guy he's a human male a human. Oh, guy. okay how like Gantoris is off on this world that like volcanoes are. How did Luke f- 
find about out about Gantoris if his paddles only have like a five foot range. Um, R two D two found him. Oh, R two D two, the droid has has a greater <laughs> range on his force radar. Well, no, R two D two has been stuck in a basement, um, reviewing records of like weird stuff that's happened throughout. <laughs> they got R two on like admin paperwork duty. Yeah, trying to what? like. R2 is the only I can trust to actually do this well. And he's like trying to piece together like patterns and weird instances that may be the cause of force users. Okay, all right, okay, all right. So Gantoris was the first that they found. Great. Um, So after that, Gantoris is like, yeah, sign me up, dark man. Um, And is very eager to learn about the force. So did Luke Luke run his paddles over Gantoris? No, he just like No, uh, Luke doesn't have the paddles. Luke yeah, the paddles are going to someone who's not full sensitive. So this was, a, this was a thingy situation. Yeah, this was a thingy and tendy situation. Okay, great. Um, and, and he was tendy positive? Yes. Okay. He was tendy positive. Positive for tendies. <laughs> 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 and uh, so then Luke and Gantoris go to Bespin. They definitely make out in the ship. Um, mm-hmm. And they... Um, one thing Wait, I Luke feel and Gantoris that our... do? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Luke's first student and he's making out with him? Yeah. Uh, Luke Luke made out with like several of his students up to this point. He also kissed his sister. Luke also like was like really into a computer. I okay, I can't judge that. Yeah, you can't judge that. (laughs) Um, I suppose I I forget her name, but Ben from Skyhoppers really likes that character. I Uh, hate Callista. Callista, that's her name. Yeah. I hate those um, books. Who was the Lost City of the Jedi? Because that was the problem too, wasn't it? Right, because she yeah, that's the thing, is that they're all all of all of Luke's love interests are extremely problematic until they get to Mara Jade. And they even just kept throwing. They just kept throwing shit at the wall, and we're like, "Which one will they like now?" <laughs> None it's of them. Always his students, and you're like, "Luke." <laughs> That's some. Uh, lit- and then they're no, like, have- "People like Mara Jade, but they're not love interests." So fuck it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing I feel like listeners always miss out on is Heath's like little sh- head shakes of disappointment as we say things. <laughs> like he just gives these little subtle shakes of his head as we're recording and it's so good. And I also have to frequently just mute myself because I'm laughing so hard while shaking my head. <laughs> so there's also those moments that secret yeah. secret record more. Uh, so they're at Bespin, uh, the gas giant where Cloud City was, also from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> and oh, it's a planet. Yeah, to recruit... When you, when you say the gas giant, I was imagining it's... It's large. a planet. It's a planet. Okay, like right. a D&D yes, it is a planet. <laughs> God, we're Star Wars right now. <laughs> um, they go to recruit Strain. Strain is an older man Strain, who man. hears and feels everybody else's like noises and feelings through the force. And so he's intentionally like isolated himself on this like rickety abandoned platform with some hawk bats. Everybody's noises? Yeah. Like ever? Yeah, yeah, he is everybody. Like when he's around anybody, like he can hear your noises. Like I Dude, wake up in the morning real... and I stretch and I go, oh. Yeah, screen is that. like hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. why he has isolated himself. <laughs> yeah, that's why he he's fucking hates that shit. I hope <laughs> like, that he is able to find comfort in, in Luke's sweet embrace. He does not. <laughs> well, <laughs> so eventually, Strain agrees to go with them temporarily. 
back to Coruscant because he does want to learn how to like block all of those like noises out better. Um, it's very much like Imri. It's kind of like Imri from High Republic um, where it's like you get just waves of feelings from other people and you're like, get out of here. I don't want this. <laughs> um, so the most important part of the book that happens, which is the Blobstacle Course. Featuring Lando Calrissian, baby, R2, and also 3PO, taking a break from his gold dad duties. So. <laughs> is, any, is this connected to either the, the A and B plot as we already described? Yes. Or? So it, Lando, it somehow manages to be connected to the B plot. Yeah, Lando is sent to this planet because R2 discovered someone, like an anomaly in like the bedding on the blobs, blob races. Um, that could be proof of someone's like force powers. Okay, is it actually called the blob races or we made this it's up? It's actually oh, yeah, called we got, the blob we got, races. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are blobs. It is called a blobstacle course. Blobstacle course wasn't us. That was the book. Oh, Anakin Skywalker would have loved this shit. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker would have loved this. Um, so yeah, they, they go to this planet um, and, you know, Lando, this planet is all about the blobstacle course races and they're actually very strict about how the races are done and how the betting is done like cheating equals execution like they're very yeah they serious. just kill people it's they got just, capital punishment there yeah like the don't mess with the fucking blobsicle course um so we get to see uh lando is investigating someone who is like consistently winning on blobsicle course races but like intentionally enough that you know that they're trying not to get caught winning <laughs> um so uh so lando goes and watch the blob races and it's fucked up <laughs> um they are like actual little blobs of goo and do you want me, they, to, do, you want me to do some reading yeah Saf, do some reading because okay. i cannot i, I have it's, it's 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 a couple pages worth of it but it's it's good um, Still let this wash over me. Yeah, okay. For this afternoon's event, we'll be running 14 thoroughbred racing blobs through a 12-point blob school course that has been thoroughly inspected and certified by the Galactic Racing Commission. All data on the age, mass, and viscosity of our racing blobs is available at the terminal in front of your seat. Lando smiled grimly at that. Umgul City claimed to run clean blob races, and cheating was a capital offense. What does he mean by thoroughbred racing blobs, he asked. 3PO heard him. This species of blob has several variants that are used for different purposes throughout the system. Some upper-class people actually keep them as pets. Others have seen certain medicinal value in blob treatment, such as letting a blob ooze across one's back for massage therapy, or soaking one's aching feet in the warm gelatinous mass. But these are racers? Yes, sir. Breed for speed and fluidity. The announcer finished reading several standard disclaimers. At this point, we officially declare all betting substations to be closed. The odds com computer will post final probability tables, which are now available at your terminals. We shall begin the race in just a moment. Please enjoy your refreshment, compatible with your biochemistry while you wait. Hearing a ratcheting sound, Lando directed his attention to the rear of the playing field. Conveyor mechanisms raised the blob platforms to a high ramp, stopping in front of a gate that held the oozing blobs back from the launching slide. The 14 separate chutes in the steep, lubricated ramp were designed to boost a blob's movement at the starting signal. 
On your mark, the announcer said. Lando could sense a blanketing hush through the stadium as the spectators craned forward, staring at the shoots and waiting for the blobs to emerge. A loud electronic tone reverberated through the air like a bullet hitting a brass bell, and suddenly the glass gates flew open. The ramps tilted down, spilling the multicolored blobs down the lubricated shoots. Fourteen syrupy masses tumbled and oozed pell-mell down the slides, striking the lower walls and slithering as fast as they could to the bottom of the ramp. The blobs showed a range of colors, primarily grayish-green but laced with bright hues. Variegated strands of vermilion stood out in one, turquoise on another, lime green on a third. Each blob had a holographic number imprinted in its protoplasm. The number somehow stayed upright, no matter which way the blob oriented itself. With the chutes equally lubricated, all 14 blobs stuck the bottom of the ramp at about the same time. When the low walls no longer separated the tracks, the frantic blobs began to make their way helter-skelter around each other, gushing forward into the blobstacle course. One contender, Blob 11, a dark green specimen laced with a striking amethyst pattern, burst onto the flat of the track with pseudopods already extended, as if trying to scramble away the moment it hit the bottom of the ramp. It squirted forward, clutching itself together and oozing its body core ahead. The amethyst blob had pulled a small lead by the time it hit the first obstacle, a tall metal screen with a wide mesh. Blob 11 hurled itself onto the mesh grid with its full body and began to push its entire self through, dribbling in a hundred tiny segments out the other side, where it flowed its gelatinous mass back together again. It managed to push itself halfway through before the next blob struck a different part of the screen. Lando decided to cheer for the amethyst blob, though he had no money riding on the race. He still liked to root for winners. The second blob took a different tactic, concentrating its body into a narrow streamer that spouted through one of the mesh's holes, pouring its mass to the other side. The amethyst blob finished reassembling itself on the bottom of the grid, took no time to rest, and pushed onward. By the time all the other blobs were struggling to get through the first obstacle, the amethyst blob frantically mushed ahead, increasing its lead as a fleeing in terror. There you go. That, that's, that's blobstacle races. Blobstacle races. <laughs> That's where was <laughs> where was 14, this shit at Galaxy's Edge? Fourteen Five? equally lubricated shoots. <laughs> there are so many. There's so many words he uses in this in this description that I'm just like, God damn, you really it got really all in on that. Yeah. Picture. Like, you know that there's some like blobs course intern who's got like a checklist to make sure that all the the fourteen shoots are lubricated exactly the same. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No advantages. This is a clean race. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's any fan art of Blob 11, but I'm coming up empty for some Probably reason. Probably not. It's wrong, right? Like, th- this Danny, don't somewhere. Google that. <laughs> <laughs> but you can stick your feet in their viscosity. Oh, yeah. And also, also what happens What happens to the blobs during the race sometimes if they fail is uh, farther back on the track, two blobs lay motionless and rubbery in a bed of desiccant, too slow to cross the deadly obstacle before they suffered terminal dehydration. So they straight up murder the blobs on the blobs. Yeah, and well. like part of part of this the way that blob the blobs hunger games is that yeah, part yeah, of the pretty way much. that the blobs need blobs to win is games. that the entire mass of the blob must be present at the end, and so you can't leave bits of your blob behind. Yeah, you got to be a whole blob. Take it all. Whole blob. Uh, so <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I I love that bit so much. I read it like three times, just laughing so the entire time. So what happens is Lando before the race, like as the race ends, Lando goes and tries to find like the person they're tracking down whose name is Dak. 
um, with a CK, not just DAK, which is a pilot from the Empire Strikes. Why is yeah. there so many references to the Empire Strikes Back? Um, um, anyway, is Dak the same person as Timo? Is that his full name? Yeah, Timo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dak is Luke's co-pilot, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, but Timo. Rogue two. Yeah. I, I'm saying this because I I played that character in the audio drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I really know about Rogue him. Um, Rogue so, Two was on one of my well. Star Tours rides. This so, is Rogue Two. Oh my god, Rogue this Two is on it. Rogue Two, yeah. So they go and like Timo's trying to like cash out, looking really sus as he does so. <laughs> He's Lando, really bad at this. Lando, looking even more sus, like gets in line behind him and tries to sneakily use the paddles to get a force or anything. And like he did, he did not roll high on stars. How did Lando end up with the defibrillator? What gave him to him? Luke's like go on this because I think I think Lando volunteered. He was like, I want to help. Why not? Oh, because you don't have to be force sensitive to use them, so it's it's good for a non force user because it's like okay, got it. Okay, anybody think Lando's Lando's like run out of money. He's got nothing else to do except like help out. Dude's bored. He's like, I'm a general. He used he used up all of his (laughs) betray my best friend to the Empire payout. Yeah. yeah yeah his yeah, latest did. scheme i mean plan did not work out well <laughs> <laughs> so timo of course gets spooked because he thinks lando's just trying to rob him uh because he's probably racist and like runs but then i mean lando- to be fair okay to be fair if somebody's like waving weird things over you you're gonna assume something it's fine. Either either something like robbery related or something like weirdly sexual, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What Hundo. Um, <laughs> but Lando looks Yeah, but I wouldn't like... be sad about either of those coming from Lando. So true. Well, Lando can rob me. Yeah, I, rob Billy me. Billy D. Williams is welcome to rob me. <laughs> he can take those that $2 that's in my bag. Yeah. Uh, Lando goes and like looks at the actual readings and it shows that Timo is not force sensitive and Lando's like but how does he win at racing and then they have this like huge <laughs> has Lando never heard of cheating before because I'm pretty sure that's how he well and well, the cool. thing is like they they control so well for cheating and like they they're doing they're running like tests on the blobs to make sure there's no like enhancing effects or anything yeah. so like as far as anyone can tell there's no cheating happening it should so be that's why Lando's like what the hell in the blob races but yeah Lando, 3PO, and R2 do some invest investigative journalism <laughs> and go to the blob stables at night and like catch Timo red-handed, basically. Um, and um 3PO gets absorbed by a blob for a little while. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. Like a frantically um, like bucking blob because spoo- it's the blob is spooked, absorbed. Yeah, it's 3PO. spooked. <laughs> and it just plops all over 3PO. <laughs> This is just a fucking gelatinous cube from D&D. It, and I love it, it. it is, yeah. It is. And this whole setting is just like a, a, is it closer to like the horse races or like the rodeo? Like I, I, I kind of get vibes of both. It's like it's, greyhound races. Just the yeah, it's, it's like, no, it's more like, I think it's a bit more like, it's a bit of like greyhound racing. And it's then like a bit the of like agility the course obstacle, yeah, race. like obstacles courses that they make like horses and dogs do. Yeah, like yeah, a dog show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of a mix of those things. Yeah. So, I mean, just watching blobs run down a tr- straight track isn't as fun. No. Um, so Lando, we've all been there. Lando figures out <laughs> the actual scheme. You know, which, I said that, but I watch the Marvel races on Twitter on YouTube all the time. And it's basically is, that. Which is Timo. Um has been implanting the blobs with like the tiniest little like 
electro something that like shocks them. And so basically the blobs have like the amethyst blob that one had been running in terror and in pain. And so that's actually not cool. Um, and Lando calls the commissioner, commissioner Omar, I don't remember. Um, but he comes down and we find out that Timo is actually a fugitive from another planet who uh, rigged a marriage to that sector's queen. Oh yeah, that queen had put like applications for like her yeah. partner, and, and he, he had like, rigged the fucking thing. So he would be chosen because he wanted to live a life of luxury. But then he didn't account for the fact that she is actually very involved in this relationship and like yeah, she's wants like to be actually with him all the time, him. like wants to be in love. Um, so he ran to this planet, tried to make some money. Uh, they called her. <laughs> and uh, where are we? Oh, it's so weird. Um, so what happens? And so like Lando is going to get like half of the reward that has been promised for this guy's bounty. Um, and they're going to return him to his wife instead oh, yeah. of executing him. Well, the, what they did was like, Lando was like, oh, there's a, there's a bounty. You get money if he comes, if he gets put back. And he's like, okay. he's like, oh, instead of killing him, you should do this. And we can split the money. Yeah. Um, and then the guy was, and then time I was like, just kill me, please. They're like, just kill no. me. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve worse. Uh, and so by the end, like in the very end of the book, it kind of all comes full circle and that Lando actually gets the full reward for for um, returning Dak Timo to the queen uh, because she is sponsoring a whole new auxiliary blobsicle course called the Dak Track. Um, and so <laughs> everyone is happy. The entire book should have been about this. <laughs> I have I have a couple things before we move on. Yeah. Um, the owner of the stables is Slish Fondine, yeah. which I think is a great name. Um, and I have a couple other quotes about blobs. Um, Fondine saw the droid struggling with the dripping greenish mass and rushed over to a system, brushing the protoplasm back up into the main mass. Fondine shushed and cooed the blob. Easy now. He spoke to 3PO as well. Stop struggling. The blob is as afraid of you as you are of it. Just be calm. He lowered his voice. They can sense fear, you know. And then we also have another quote from <laughs> since yeah, you know. That all, yeah. We get another slush funding quote, which is a uh, this that is vile blasphemy against the whole spirit of blob racing. <laughs> I made a bunch of highlights in this book and they're all about blobs. They're all about blobs. <laughs> they're all about blobs. Will um, the will the blobs continue into books two and three, or is this we'll is find this... out? Okay, I great. sure fucking hope so. So the next, ooh, we switch gears really oh, hard. Yeah, we, we, we turn change. <laughs> yeah, we go to the not so great Han Solo rescue. <laughs> it goes as bad as good as you would expect Han Solo's plans to go. <laughs> so Han and Chewie have been mining and they made friends with this little teen uh, named Kip Duran. Um, I'm sure you might have heard of him. Yep. Mm. Wasn't and, he wasn't he an I Jedi for a hot second? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I Jedi, part of I Jedi takes place concurrently with this. It's what like he, um what did he do in that book? Anything important? Uh he, he hit the force. Hated Corin and Corin hated him. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, really like Kipter on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for I it. feel like I feel like um 
I feel like I Jedi compared to Jedi Academy or whatever is um you know that photo of that guy who's like laughing he's like laughing with my friends who are just off frame Corin's that guy <laughs> all the friends over here all the friends are actually in another book which he's not <laughs> yeah, in. it's true um so they've just been mining and like Han has been being Han has been big missing his kids and wife energy and also every some, time like, creepy shit happening yeah and like Morth Duel is again being a weird bug pervert and oh god he's such a weird bug and um they eventually escape Kessel uh but they can't find the falcon um and that's because there are big spiders in yeah Kessel. big freaky like crystal, crystal spiders. spiders and it's they're actually like- their byproduct that is the glitter stem that they're mining yeah, and they the miners accidentally like break through into like their little home and they start coming for people and they're real creepy. They literally drain the life out of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're pretty intense. Yep, kind of glad we don't have to see them. That's how they all dip. Um yeah. while everyone else is getting munched by the spiders, they get out of there. Yeah. And so they steal a ship and Kip, surprise, has the force <laughs> and uses it to pilot them. Did they determine this via paddle methodology or no? Han Han picks up on it because he's like, I know force users. Like, yeah, Han, Han actually oh, picks yeah. up on Han knows how the force things. works. Han knows how the Han yeah. doesn't Han doesn't need those fucking paddles. He's he doesn't. And like immediately once he realizes compares the force, he like immediately trusts him to do stuff. Like he's like, oh, you know what, you can do it. It's actually very like Han like really like takes him under his wing in like a great way. And like, yeah. hey, we kid, learn um we're in this together. Kid, I mean, it makes sense. Like the more you surround yourself with queers, like the stronger your gaydar is. It's just yeah, the same exactly. kind of yeah, thing Kip, going on here, right? Kip basically grew up in the tunnels. His parents were political prisoners. He um, did have like, there was like the grandma lady that looked after him. Uh, who was in, um, so do you remember Dark, Dark Empire? Empire, right? Yeah. <laughs> do you was remember like, that Dark old Empire? Jedi lady who gave Leia a lightsaber that she immediately what? broke? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He used to be on Kessel. And she kind of mentored Kip a little bit. And Is she told Kip's him, uh, no, no, just, just no, a random old lady. Oh, she's still just um, a random old lady. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so she told him about the force and like hinted that like he had it. Um, but then she left and whatever. Went to uh, do Ducky Bikeshirt, I guess. Yeah. But now, now he's, he's Han's buddy. Uh, so it's he made fine. a friend. Yeah. So they pilot through the maw and they get into the middle of it. <laughs> And surprise, there's four Imperial Star Destroyers. <laughs> in the middle of the mob? What is it that they say? Yep. Out of the out of the fire and into the frying pan? No, I yep. did that the wrong way around. Into the out of the frying pan into the yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the monster was like didn't they get rid of it mostly in the X-Men? This yeah. is this is a so, this is a fragment of the Empire. This is where the rest of the remnant is hanging out is inside of the belly of a mall. You you mm, notice not that. on purpose. So you notice that, yeah, they are in the middle of nowhere, disconnected from everything. Yeah. So the Ma installation, aka Tarkin can get it, barf. <laughs> um, so Admiral Dalla exists. Oh, I know about her. And she's yep. exactly what we would expect from an early 90s sci-fi book. God, the way <laughs> they describe her. Slender? Christ. She is slender. Long, she has like flowing long orange hair. Copper hair yep. in a braid. Yep. And a like a bulging vagina. Yeah. <laughs> Get that joke. 
checked out, Dala. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think that's one of the funniest things that they've ever seen a rogue portrait. <laughs> that's disgusting. I'm so upset. So we also Thanks find for the out. visual, Danny. <laughs> That Dala, Dala went through the Imperial Academy on Carida, and uh, she, of course, felt like she was being discriminated against because she was a woman, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, because in the old Star Wars, they actually discriminated, especially with Tarkin as your lover. Like, well, Tarkin became her lover, um, mm. in because she had good ideas, I guess, and uh, she hasn't had a lover, he loved her for her brain. Yeah, he has. She hasn't had a lover since Tarkin because I quote, "The memory of him and her imagination were enough." <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. So, I remember how like they tried to make Tarkin gay in New Canon, but they couldn't actually commit to it. Yeah, can't decide what's worse. It's this. It is. Uh, yeah, it's this. I can't. <laughs> uh, so. Admiral Dalla then tortures Han for a recap of the last 10 fucking years because they've been in the Maw with absolutely zero contact from the outside world. What have they been they, doing in there this whole like, time? You'll find out. Science. Like Dalla thinks Science. Tarkin's fine, that everything's going to plan, Empire is ruling supreme. Um, and like has a very hard time believing Han as he's like, we killed the emperor, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like last year she saw it, the empire was at its prime. Yeah. And there was no threat to it. Yeah, so 10 years ago, which is like right before A New Hope. Um, Man, she really had bad timing on that one. Yeah, so then we meet <laughs> we meet Quizux, who is a character that fits oh. most of Saf's types. Quizux. We've met Quizux too, right? Her, yeah. yeah. Did Wedge go on a bad date with her? Well, this is when we first meet her. Yeah, this is her first appearance. Because Adam Shadow uh, Starfire. Oh, because Star Wars Adam takes place later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Um, because she's blue. She has feathers. She's a lady. She's morally ambiguous scientist. Uh, but she is not wearing a helmet. But to be fair, usually, usually the blue morally ambiguous scientist lady doesn't have a helmet in my brain. Okay. So that's good. She's good. So isn't this yeah. just a, that character from Halo that you love? I mean, she doesn't have she doesn't have feathers, but you're close. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I also that lady's not blue, but her AI clone is. So, <laughs> so Quizucks <laughs> is. Let's the... take a second for Sap to explain the plot of it. No, no, no. no. That's as far no. As I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's as far so, as I'm going. Quizucks is the designer of the Death Star and many other super weapons, including the new Sun Crusher. Um, Quai talks with Han, and Han does his damned best to convince her that the things she's doing are not morally neutral um, and her creations are out there slaughtering people and her tragic backstory does not justify her actions or the lack thereof. So for context, the tragic backstory is that the Empire basically kidnapped a bunch of really smart kids and raised them in this installation and like gave the projects they were working on super fun names like Happy Planet confetti machine for like the the death star and stuff so they're like oh we're Mm -hmm. making good things they actually help the galaxy um where if they'd actually so they were smarter than whoever called it the death star is what you're saying yeah like they told them it was for like mining ore out of like dead planets and asteroids and stuff queen kind of has a moment at some point where she's like if i'd actually looked closer and like thought about it i could have figured it out but i didn't yeah um but yeah these kids were kind of like brainwashed and everything into it so 
Yeah. I really wish that rather than calling it Project Stardust in Rogue One, Jen Erso had called it Project Happy Confetti Coming Into the Sky Project. (laughs) (laughs) Kyber confetti, if you will. (laughs) And eventually, Dala, hearing all of this news, decides that the four Star Destroyers and the Sun Crusher are going to leave the Maw and completely destroy the New Republic in revenge in the uh, in the name of Tarkin. And she tells this to Kwaizak. In revenge for the fact that no one came to rescue them from the secret project that none she of them knew really about. She doesn't care about that. She mostly cares oh, about Tarkin. Oh, she's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so... She's been like fantasizing about finally being with him like these yeah. years. For him to come back and praise her, basically. Yeah. Uh, so she tells this to Kwai and some choices need to be made. <laughs> um, oh, look, a side plot back on oh, Coruscant. Exciting. So Leia has to host Ambassador Fergan from the Imperial Academy on Carda, the very same that Dala went to. So she hates this and for good reason, because Fergan is a little bitch. Example given, he only drinks and eats things he brought himself because he's convinced the rebels uh, will take any advantage to poison him. They I mean, should. I want to now. Yeah. And <laughs> he refuses to say that this is like a diplomatic visit. And instead, it's a pilgrimage to see where his great leader, Papa Palpatine, once was. Um, and they <sighs> have, at the end of his Gross. visit, they have a really big reception. And the twins and Nanny 3PO get some zany hijinks that and in Jason and Jaina lounging in the leaves of a carnivorous probably plant that also has tentacles and has been serving food and drinks um everything is going kind of okay but then Fergan makes a toast where he just tells them all off for being traitors and devils or whatever and he then throws his drink in Mon Mothma's face and storms out with his guards who have bayonets on their blasters, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> and Leia is panicking because she's like, this was a disaster. And Mon Mothra is just like, this was the best honest outcome that there could have been. You should go look after your kids. <laughs> yeah, Mothra's Ma- Ma- like, you are trying, you're running yourself ragged trying to look after two new kids and also do all of your work. Take a fucking break. Yeah, go look after your kids, baby. They don't like They them. don't know you. <laughs> this is one of the situations where, like, you actually get a really good maternity leave package, but, like, she just refuses to take it. She, she refuses. I'm nothing without my I mean, work. that's kind of her plot line in this book is, like, people around her being like, Take a fucking break. And she's like, I can't because I'm literally the only person who can do anything. But her other plot line is also, oh, oh check on your husband. <laughs> her other plot line is like, oh, it's weird they haven't heard back from home, but he's probably doing fine and I'm not going to bother. He's probably, probably went to the mines of Kissel. Yeah. He's probably just goofing off and like flirting with other ladies. So I'm not going to give a shit. It's fine. Yeah. Um, like, even though she knows that he would never miss the arrival of his own children, she's still like, oh, he's probably just, you know, messing around. Yeah. He probably just doesn't care. Um, no, he's actually a good dad and husband and he misses you and he, he he's expecting you to come save him. So it's so bad because Hans and Turtle Monologue he's talking about Leia's gonna come get me eventually. He's and like Leia's she and loves me. And like, and like he's like <laughs> keeping track of the days and like knows the day when like the kids were supposed to arrive on Coruscant and he's heartbroken. Like yeah. it's really sad. Yeah, he's like Leia absolutely knows I'm missing. She's gonna come for me. She loves me so much. And Leia's like fucking hot and abandoned me again. That bastard. I don't love him at all. I don't even care about him. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> Did any Legends author ever manage to write both 
Han Solo and Leia no, correctly sure. at the same time. I'm not, I don't Actually, think so. Tatooine Ghost is fine in that regard, I think. Tatooine Ghost? I haven't even I've heard not, of that book. It's uh so there were two books. Oh I one, I cannot fucking remember the title, but there were two books, and they were specifically uh, Han and Leia love story and I'm Luke and Mara love story. The Han and Leia one is Tatooine Ghost. And it's actually pretty oh, good. Oh, it's Troy Dinning. Good, good, good on that, man. Yeah, I think it's there are some right. moments in New Jedi Order in which they're they're pretty they're pretty good like couple, but like not in these books, not in like the earlier legends books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it took them a while to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this must be a trap. It's not. Uh Lando. <laughs> Our good friend Lando figures out that, or finds out that Han has been missing in action. Lando's actually like, Han would never miss his and children arriving. Insists they go to Kessel to look for him. Once again, demonstrating <laughs> that Han and Lando are a better couple than Han and Leia ever could be. Yeah. Uh, Lando knows his pal real good. So Luke goes with him, leaving Streen and Yantoris on Coruscant. And they are going to pretend to be buyers interested in partnering with Morth Duel in the in the spice trade because Lando has those hot million credits from the blobs to spend. Uh, Luke can't feel any trace of Han and Chewie on Kessel, but eventually they go to where Duel has stored the very large defense fleet he has, and they see the Falcon. What? Um, have Lando- we mentioned? At any point, are we gonna mention uh Morthdol's like millions of eggs? His larva, <laughs> yeah, his larva. He's got like a bunch of his own lava. He he has a larva room. Yeah, um, because because they have to be raised in complete Hashtag goals. Am I right? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he goes in and like also culls the weak larva. Like it's. Or like the larva that gets to be strong enough that could potentially like oust him one day. It's not. Good. Yeah, it's like they're like a slave labor. Evolution. They're like his his child labor, but they're his own children. Yeah, because uh, the the larva sort out the spice and like package it because they can see in complete darkness, which has to be how the spice is packaged. So it's all yeah. this happened in one book. Yeah. yeah. We're not surprisingly even, short. There's book still too. a lot of stuff happening. Still oh, more. Yeah. Still more. Yeah. So they get aboard the Falcon, confirm it's the Falcon, and Duel unfortunately manages to escape while Luke, Lando, and R2 take off. Um, in the Maw, Kwai Zux decides to free Han, Chewie, and Kip. They escape together in the Sun Crusher, and Kip guides them through the Maw again with the Force. Dala and her now three. Star Destroyers because they totally blew one up on their way out. Um, follow them through the Maw and on the other side they meet Duel's fleet which has been pursuing the Millennium Falcon. So it just looks like they're all fighting each other and it's a complete shit show and everybody thinks that this was a trap that the other person made for them even though that's absolutely not correct. I also want to point that the way that they destroyed the Star Destroyer with the Sun Crusher, because the Sun Crusher is like impossible to destroy. Like it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. It can fly. Bulletproof, just- basically. Yeah. It, yeah. It can fly. Sense. It just fucking flew through the Star Destroyer and destroyed it. Like that was how Very it did cool. it. Very cool. It was really cool. So Han then recognizes the Falcon and calls the Falcon being like, who the fuck is in my ship? 
and they find out it's his besties and so then they all go home together <laughs> yay yep so hey wedge is here again um han returns home and leia begrudgingly accepts his love and admits that she was wrong uh about <laughs> why is she accepting his love shouldn't he be accepting her love at this point you think you would think but she's the princess you know she's the right she's the chief of staff whatever in a book filled with really bad characterizations i gotta give props to the 3po because they're it, 3PO is often the one was, they screw up the most this was the book that made me seriously love 3po <laughs> Um, so Han goes over to hug the twins and promises that he's going to make up for being gone. And they're both um, like, who are you? <laughs> we don't have a dad. Um, 3 P.O.'s are dead. Yeah. There's st- they still do not care for Leia much. <laughs> no. <laughs> she puts the bath bombs in wrong. Like, no, she like refused to put in like the bath bombs or whatever. Yeah. Because she feels like, like, um, 3PO's like, um, let me, I know exactly how they want their yeah. baths. Like, I know and the then temperature. Mon Mothma visits her and is like, you need to learn how to pick your battles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're fighting with two-year-olds. It's like they're, 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 they're protocol droids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Wedge is gonna fly again. Hooray! But Woo. that really just means he's gonna go get the settlers on Elosha and take them to their new home on Dantooine. Uh, so that comes back up. Um, Mon Mothma gives Leia the idea for the perfect home for the Jedi Academy, Yavin 4. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then in an extremely brief um, epilogue, Luke is standing on top of one of the temples on Yavin 4, monologuing about the Dark Man and worried he's going to fuck this up. (laughs) And that's how the book ends. Wait, hang on. That's the cliffhanger. So what's the Dark Man again? I feel like I need to know what this is. The Dark Man is a person who comes to Gantoris in his dreams and gives him power, but will ultimately destroy him. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, like a really bad uh, sleep paralysis demon. Get Gantoris out of there. Well, he's there. I feel like things are going to end badly for Gantoris, but. Gantoris is unfortunately right there. <laughs> unfortunately, he can't escape. Gantoris sounds like an unfortunate dinosaur's name. I like that name a lot, honestly. Yeah, so. That's Jedi Surge. Wow. Okay. I'm going to read the second book without, like, with this being my only context. I mean, you can listen Great. to the episodes now. Well, yeah, I guess I could. Yeah. yeah, you can. And you can get the full, the full, the full episode of us just fucking losing our minds at the Blobstacle course. It's a really important episode. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly just us laughing, reading yeah. the entire chapter of the Blobs because yeah. it's really important. <laughs> Uh, should we do glistener questions? Yeah, it's been a hot yeah, shit. We've hot, got some? No, we don't. Hot okay, decades good. Just a question. No, who knows when we last asked a question or when we last asked We asked some insane or... question on the Belliners, but <laughs> that was an alternate universe. We don't answer this No questions. one answered that question. No one answered it. <laughs> but yeah, it's because our fans aren't in this universe. That's true. We have get to in this we have universe, to, fans. We have to break through to get those questions. We only do it once That's a year on really... April Fool's, so... It's a really generous reading of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> we are nothing if not generous. Uh, this week, <laughs> let's ask you, what Star Wars character would you want to see as a student at Luke's Jedi Academy? I was about to ask, can it be any character from any franchise? Do you see Star Wars? Yeah. So no. 
No. Oh, any franchise? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what if cannot be a Star Wars character at the Jedi Academy? Huh? Like it only a character from a different franchise. Oh, oh no Star Wars characters allowed. No. Ooh. What character from a different universe would you plop on to Luke's little school? Like Geralt that. of Rivia, because you'd fucking hate it, and it'd be cool. funny to watch. <laughs> he would burn wanna... that planet to the ground. He would be. I'm gonna. <laughs> like this. Um. Shit. I'm torn between char- two characters. I'm gonna follow Ash's example and go for Master Chief, partly because I have a theory that he's force sensitive already, because his thing is luck, and that's a force thing. Um, but also because. He would he would manage to prevent any stupid shit from going down. Like he would he would see fucking one of the kids going dark side and just be like, nope, and just like punch him out. <laughs> That's easy. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would he would actually help them, I think. I'm gonna go with a Meg pandering answer and say, um, I would like to see Hinata and Kagiyama be students in this Jedi Academy. <laughs> Uh, that would be so good. Uh, because the 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 dual energy that they bring would just be really great, I think, and that's oh, it. chef's kiss. And um, they would teach Luke so many lessons about teamwork and about teamwork and, and friendship. Yeah. Oh, it takes. I I almost feel like they're too good for this Jedi. Okay, maybe I actually don't think that they deserve that. You know. I think I would also say uh, Griffin Simmons from Reverse is Blue, just because the dynamic I think would be funny. They would bring in they would they would bring in crazy wacky hijinks uh in which nobody gets hurt and everything ends up fine which i feel like is we don't get that latter part <laughs> in star wars very often true um i would bring in another meg pandering answer which is uh my one of my D characters um oh my god specifically sim perry who i play in danny's campaign uh, she is a fucking giant ass snake uh, who is also a um, fathom of the deep warlock so she can just make tentacles appear sometimes um, but she's also 51 years old and a crime boss so Luke wouldn't survive a second with some Perry Luke would not survive school. a second she would eat I feel him. like Gentorus would love her yeah You're- she would eat him immediately and then get the academy running well I think her and Mara Jade would be very good friends. We've yeah. got a we've got a like, fun academy going on of all of these characters in it. Yeah. <laughs> your 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 DD character in the game that I run, Moon, would not do well in Luke's Jedi Academy. She's not gonna go in the humidity. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Moon just would never crying. <laughs> Moon would never. She'd 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 be like, where's my dragon boyfriend? I wanna go home. Like yeah. that. Mom, mom, I mean Zelda, come pick me up. <laughs> I want to go home. This weird guy in a cloak just made a pass at me. <laughs> I think my answer is going to be the domesticated velociraptor from Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That would just be cool to see. That would be really funny. <laughs> that would be great. I would love to see Luke try. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that would be so funny. 
All right. I guess it's my turn now. Oh, it's been a while. Um, (laughs) You can answer this week's listener question by tweeting us, tweeting at us on Twitter at Rogue Quadrant. Our website is roguequadrant.com. Our email is roguequadrant at gmail.com. If you want to know more about blobs, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roguequadrant. And you can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. We're on all of them. Uh, we're there. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. We love it. It makes us happy. And um, Spotify. You could still have the honor of being the first person to review us on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Want to be the first person to review us on Spotify? You do that. Remember In that. Fact, I will read what, out. Will, what will we give to the first person who reviews us on Spotify? What is our incentive here? It's got to be uh, something. Shit. I'll write a song using your name. There we go. Oh, that's like a legit incentive. Yeah. yeah, shit. All right, let's talk and, about you. Yeah. And as always, yeah, I, I enter this contest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just use two. a fake name. The thing about Spotify is that it won't let you review a podcast unless you listen to it on Spotify for a certain number of hours. So Ow. that's the price you have to pay Heath if you want to enter the contest. Is listen to Rock Bodrick on Spotify. <laughs> um, as always, I will read <laughs> I will read verbatim any review that we get. Um, so if you want to hear me say something stupid, you can also request a voice, I guess, if you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will do it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So next time, we'll, we might start reading the second part of this trilogy. <laughs> What's that book called? No, we're going to commit. Let's be more committed than that. We're, yeah. we're back well, in this. Okay, okay uh, but what's it called? I've already asked Ben from Skyhoppers if he has the file. So oh, great, because I would really committing. like a copy. Um because my, my paper copy is back in Seattle. I do not have it with me. Uh, the second book is- I have a paper copy back at my home too that I also cannot access. Oh no, <laughs> you're so stuck. <laughs> uh, I knew what it was because I wrote it down in a different thing. Dark Apprentice. Dark Apprentice. Thank you. There we go. That's it. So next time we'll be starting- Jedi Academy Trilogy, book two, Dark Apprentice. We will get everybody the chapter breakdowns soon. Um, so watch we'll for that. The, send you the syllabus in your emails. Be on the lookout. Yeah, so watch for that on Twitter. Um, and until next time, pesh out. Pew, pew, pew. Blah, blah, The blobs make any sort of vocalizations? Was that established? They did not. Well, that we know of, but oh, you know they made noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my gelatinous cube noise from an idea. Gelatinous cube. How do you do it? Boom, 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 boom. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs>